With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a day when it became official that Sadio Mane is no longer a Liverpool player. Sadio's move to Bayern Munich has been confirmed by both Liverpool and Bayern this morning. The club have issued multiple statements thanking him for his service. Sadio himself has issued a statement thanking the fans and the club for everything. Over the past six years, the manager has spoken about how when Sadio came through the door, everything changed at the club. And I think this, the thing that stood out to me the most was Sadio's statement and just emphasising the humble nature of the man, as we've discussed multiple times over the last week. He said he'd been a very small part of the success that Liverpool have enjoyed while he's been at the club. And it goes without saying he has been an enormous part of that success whether that success was getting back into the top four, staying in the top four and getting to a Champions League final, winning a Champions League, winning a league title, winning a Super Cup, winning a World Club Cup, winning an FA Cup and a League Cup, challenging for the title twice unsuccessfully. All of that has been in large part because of Sadio Mane and what he's been able to do for the club. Neil Jones has a couple of really good tweets out about him. A uh, really good thread of his favourite Sadio Mane goals and moments. So I would suggest going to check that out at Neil's Twitter. And um, yeah, I mean, what a player. What a player he has been. 120 goals in 269 games. The front three, when put together, were just phenomenal. Salah, Bobby and Sadio as a trio were just unmatched for a few years. And the trio before that, Sadio, Bobby and Coutinho were also exceptionally good. Whatever we asked of Sadio, he did. And he did it without complaint. Right wing, left wing, through the middle, playing out wide in 4-4-2. 4-2-3-1, whatever was asked of him, Sadio just did it and did it well. Always did it well. 
So he goes off to start a new adventure at Bayern on a three-year contract. And you know he's going to smash it in the Bundesliga. You know he's going to do really well there. Now, they'll have to change how they play to accommodate him a little bit in terms of if he's going to be their nine. Don't think you'd really play him as a winger anymore. And they're loaded at the wing positions with Coleman, Gnabry, Leroy Sané and Alfonso Davies can play there if he need, if he's needed. Thomas Muller can play wide. Musiala can play wide. Sabitzer can play wide. They don't need Sadio in wide areas. They'll likely use him in central areas for the most part. And he will do very, very well. He will. Because the Bundesliga will be easier for him. I think what we'll see hopefully at some point, is Bayern come to Anfield in the Champions League and Sadio get the reception and then the farewell that he really deserves. It's always tough when a great player leaves mid-summer because you don't get the opportunity to properly say goodbye. It was the same thing when Suarez left. Now, obviously, it was slightly different because Suarez was trying to force the issue and he'd bitten the fella at the World Cup. Mash Grano the same, Alonso the same. We never really got to say goodbye to these guys. You get to say goodbye to the ones that are leaving on a free transfer for the most part. But to not get to say goodbye to Sadio is a bit tough. To not get to see him have that last... He did have his last game at Anfield against Wolves, obviously. But to not get to see him get the send-off he deserves is difficult. Um, He's not the only one heading for the exit door. Takumi Minamino is going to Monaco. Fee agreed, 12.9 million, rising to 15.5 million with some fairly easy, excuse me, easy to hit add-ons by the looks of things. It's not a bad deal. We paid 7.25. If we get the 15.5, we've more than doubled our money. On a player who at best, was only ever the fifth or sixth attacker, and to be fair, at times was the seventh attacker. The unfortunate thing for Taki was he arrived, the pandemic hit, he never really got to settle, never really got the full experience, was shipped out on loan to Southampton, came back, and to his credit, did very well last season. Scored vital goals, 10 in all competitions. Was hugely important in the Cups. Four goals in the FA Cup. Sorry, three goals in the FA Cup. Four goals in the League Cup. Also got three in the Premier League for us. 10 and 24. And obviously, that's not reflective because he played far less minutes than you'd expect of somebody who'd made 24 appearances. Um, Sadio Taki's goal per minute return last season was absolutely obscene 10 goals in 894 minutes and a single assist so a goal every 89 minutes a goal a game that's really impressive he's been unfortunate in that his best position hasn't existed in how Liverpool play Taki's best position is as one of two attacking midfielders in a box midfield. 
And you remember when we played Salzburg in the games that got people quite excited about him. Haaland and Wang played as a front two. Taki and Dominic Zabozlai played as the two attacking midfielders. And then they would drop wide out of possession. But that role doesn't exist at Liverpool. He's never been a wide forward. He's not quick enough to play as a wide forward in the Liverpool team and how we play. He's not physical enough to play through the middle in the, in the false nine kind of position. And he's not physical enough to be an eight. He's brilliant in between the lines. And funnily enough, if we were to move to 4-2-3-1 next season, that is a, a, a shape that could have suited him in that number 10 position. Not necessarily as an every game starter, but so certainly somebody who could have contributed. But we make our money back times two. I think you have to be happy with it. I think you have to view that, that signing as a success. It was very much just an opportunity that presented itself. We took advantage of it. And I think everybody won. He's been well paid. He's been able to win some medals. He won a Premier League. He won two Cups. I think he'll be very, very happy overall with what he's accomplished. That was off the back of winning six Austrian Bundesligas and four Austrian Cups. He's a player that's had success. He knows what it is to win. And I think that was also part of why we were so keen to bring him in. So you wish him the best of luck at Monaco. And again, it's just more money into the coffers. We're almost to the point of having a net profit for this summer because the Gruyich and Wilson deals become permanent. And that money comes in this summer. The Mane money. Now the tacky money. And obviously, we're due uh, a few million once a one makes his deal permanent to, well, it looks like it'll be Nottingham Forest um, this summer. So that's about two million to come in there as well. Once Nico or Nat or Ox leave, we will be at a net profit. And then assuming they all leave, we'll be at a substantial net profit. And even if you factor in Diaz, that's only a 10 million net spend on the year, which isn't bad at all. Um, and that's before you factor in some of the add-ons. So that's Carius gone, Divock gone, Dixon Bonner gone, Longstaff gone, Ojo gone, Woodburn gone, Wilson gone, and obviously Tacky to go. Uh, Connor Bradley has been loaned to Bolton, one of the young Polish keepers. Uh, Orzyzinski, he has gone on loan to Rodem in Poland. Neil Jones is also reporting that Billy Cometio is going on loan to Austria Vienna. Reese Williams, Jake Kane, Sepp Vandenberg, Owen Beck, Paul Glatzel, and Leighton Clarkson also likely to go on loan. So quite a few heading out the door. But you'd have to say, like, with the players gone already, the wage bill should be fairly significantly reduced. 
for next season, even with Darwin, Carvalho and Ramsey coming in and the new contract for uh, for Naby that should hopefully get done soon enough. Milner took a pay reduction. It's not a huge amount. Drops him from like 160 to 120. Um, Carius was on about 60. That's gone. Origi was on about 90. That's gone. Sadio's 180 to 200 is gone. I'd imagine Carvalho probably 30 grand a week. Ramsey probably 10 to 15, maybe even 20, and maybe a little bit more for Carvalho. Darwin widely reported about 140. So we should be in, in fairly good shape in terms of the wage bill next season as well. And all these things obviously are, are positives. Um there are there are some rumors, obviously, that Oxlade Chamberlain is going to stay. What the purpose of that would be, I, I really don't know, because he's clearly not somebody that the manager holds in the highest regard as a player, whatever he might feel of him as a person. And Ox, by all accounts, is one of the more popular members of the squad. Uh, as a player, it's pretty clear he's not really in Klopp's plans. I mean, last season in the league, 787 minutes, uh, 300 in the Champions League, 270 in the EFL Cup, played the early rounds, and 154 in the FA Cup. 1,500 minutes, it's what you'd be expecting, you know, Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones to get, you know, kids, not a, not a senior pro earning 100 grand a week. Uh, the season before, 286 minutes. Now, I know he has had a few injuries over the last couple of seasons, but nothing major. I mean, nothing really last season. The 2021 season, to be fair, he, he did miss what most of the first half of the season. But still, he was available the entire second half of the season and didn't play. And when Klopp's not playing you in the second half of the season... That's when it's really telling because we've seen him with young players play them a lot in the first half of the season and not at all in the second half. And unfortunately for Ox, he's, he's kind of fallen into that space as well. Um, it's a little bit frustrating when you factor that we're operating a sustainable approach and we're selling to buy and all these different things. And yet, if he stays, he will leave next summer on a free transfer. We paid £35 million for him. And we'll pay him £5 million to sit in the stands for half the year. Where we could just sell him for, I don't know, 8 to $10 million. You'd definitely get that kind of money. For a player like him, there's no doubt somebody would pay 8 to $10 million, get him off the wage bill. So, all told, it's $13 million up, the $5 million you're saving plus the fee. But him, Divock, who we could and should have sold a couple of years ago, Carius's value, to be fair, had cratered. There was no real saving that one. But again, we could have done a deal a year ago to just cut bait. Uh, we lost Ginny on a free. Again, disappointing to lose players you spend a lot of money on, on free transfers, we lost Lalana on a free. Again, someone that we just allowed to stay at the club far too long and we paid 
substantial wages too for nothing on the pitch. Season before that, Sturridge, Moreno and Klein all left for free. All of them arrived for over £10 million. Sturridge and Klein, they had some injury issues, but at the same time, if we'd sold Klein two years beforehand when trying to take the spot, there wouldn't have been a problem. Um, with, with Sturge, I mean, I don't know why he was kept. And obviously Emre the season before that. That's a lot of players to lose on free transfers that you've invested you know, 10 million plus into when you're running a sustainable model. You'd really like to see us be a bit more proactive in moving those players out the door. And also losing the likes of Shea Ojo for nothing. I mean, how many loans did he need? You know, we've had him on loan the last seven years. He spent seven years on loan. Like, sorry, he spent six of the last seven years on loan. Why wasn't he just sold at some point? I'm sure you could have got two or three million for him. You weren't getting big loan fees for Shea Ojo. Anyway, Sadio's gone and I'm just a bit, I'm a bit turned today. We will leave it there for today, although you should obviously jump around the main Liverpool sites, check out the Sadio content on This Is Anfield. There is loads of it. There's a piece there on Fabio Carvalho as well. Liverpool line up two more contracts to tie down Jurgen Klopp's squad. Um, This, I assume, is going to be Jota and Harvey Elliott. Yeah, Jota and Harvey Elliott. Jota has three years left. Um, Harvey signed a new contract last summer, but as with a young player, you, you generally would up his wages when he's made a bit of an impression in the first team. Uh, so do check out the content on This Is Anfield. Liverpool.com, the headline piece is about how Jude, how Jude Belling could complicate the Salah contract situation. And this is basically... With regards to if we're going to go big on a midfielder next season, whether it's Jude or somebody else, how would we afford to replace Salah if he's allowed to leave for free? And obviously, as I was talking about those players that were allowed to leave for free, as things stand, Naby, Bobby and Salah could all leave for free next summer as well. And how do we replace them? What money is there to replace them? Um. Yeah, this Bellingham thing, I just don't know how we would replace Salah if we're going to sign a Jude Bellingham. I don't think we'll get Bellingham next summer, but if we could, if we were to sign a big money midfielder, how would we go about replacing uh, Salah with no, no sale to use? There's a piece here, FSG cannot miss... Golden chance to replace Divock Origi at Liverpool with perfect transfer steal.
Seku Mara of Bordeaux. I mean, talented, but he's he's quite a way short of where we need to be looking right now. Um, he's not someone that could play in Liverpool's first team right now, so that's just a bit of a silly piece by somebody who's gotten a bit carried away. Uh, the Media Digest tells us that Liverpool have agreed a 15.5 million deal as Playmaker wants to work with Jurgen Klopp. Uh, I, I have a feeling this is going to be something stupid. Uh, let's see. So apparently... Uh, Marcus Asensio is not keen on the move to Liverpool, which is fine because he, Liverpool aren't keen on him either. Uh, the Minamino thing is the 15... Oh, the Minamino thing is the 15.5 million deal. And the playmaker who wants to work with Klopp is Nicolo Barella. Um, it's from a fairly crap source. So we'll just put that one squarely in the bin and pretend we didn't see it and then uh anfieldindex.com there is a piece up by dave davis just about the midfield situation about bellingham and a few other bits so have a read of that check out the new podcasts that are there uh nina sat down with mo chatra and justin to have a chat about the season and gags spoke to graham hunter and Jonathan Norcroft about Calvin Ramsey. So that's on Media Matters. Do check that one out. It is a belter. And uh, we are going to do our first Raw Retro this week. We're hoping to do it Thursday. So that's tomorrow. We're going to do the 1977 European Cup Final. So I've put the link on Discord, or I'm putting the link on Discord, I should say. I'll do it now while I'm thinking of it. And you can watch it on YouTube. If you want to watch it just before we do the pod, we will announce the time later today. And you can either watch the game tonight or you can watch it tomorrow. Uh, I hope it's going to be tomorrow. I do hope it's going to be tomorrow. Apologies if it's not, but uh, I'm hopeful for tomorrow. And um, yeah, you can listen in and we'll have a chat and discuss Liverpool winning the European Cup in 1977. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.